Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Eagles 360. Dave Spadaro, Eagles Insider, along with Glenn Mack. Now on this Tuesday, we've got some energy going in the Novacare Complex. The players back on the field. The Dallas Cowboys firmly in sight, Glenn, and a season that's been up and down, or rather down and up, down, up, down. Yeah. It's time now to get on a run, is it not? And the Dallas Cowboys Sunday night is a good first step. Uh, it's a great time to get on a run, and you have the opportunity in, gosh, we say it all the time, a must-win game against the Cowboys. But here's Must the win. It, well, it is. It really is. It's a division game. You can't afford to lose this. But here's the good news about it. This week, starting this week and then going over the next three, Miami at home, Tampa Bay at home, on the road in Detroit, four teams that combine 9 and 20. So, Dave, if there's ever been the opportunity for the role, this is the chance for the role. It's just so hard to look ahead with a team that has not really found its consistent stride. So, hopefully the Eagles really enjoyed the bye week. The coaches with all of their self-scouting, the tendencies, correcting the little things. The team comes back, the players refreshed, ready to go. Everybody on the practice field, at least for the warm-ups today, Let's get you caught up with everything going on. Before Glenn and I get into the Cowboys, the Eagles, the fantasy world, we take you out to Alex Smith and our 360 update. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex Smith, and this is your 360 update. With the bye week now in the rearview mirror, the Eagles were back at the Novacare Complex today as they get set for Sunday night's meeting in Dallas. Today we heard from Eagles head coach Chip Kelly, who spoke about what he and the coaching staff saw on film from the first half of the season. You know, too many drops. That's the first thing I think with everybody we came out of there. We've dropped dropped too many balls. We probably, uh, I think we're last in the league in drops. You we're know, first in the league in drops, however you look at it. You know, um, and a lot of things that could have extended drives for us and kept us on the field uh, really affected our third down proficiency in terms of holding on to the football. And it's, um, we had to do a better job catching the football. Inside the Eagles locker room, we heard from Ryan Matthews, Brandon Graham, and others on what the bye week meant for the team. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, midway, pretty much midway through the season is, is a good time. Uh, recharge and come back. Uh, think of it as another season, like starting another season, but yeah. I'm feeling good, feeling good, you know, get, to get back out there. The bye week was, was great. Um, you know, being out there to be with the, my teammates again and, and going to, you know, just get better with them. I mean, as players, we like to buy the rest of our bodies, but at the same time, we love coming in here every day. And uh, I'm just being out on the practice field every day. Um, I mean, we were three and four, and I think we were heading in the right direction, so it did throw us off a little bit, but at the same time, everyone gets a buck. I know that as a team, I felt like that was the right time for us to just kind of take a break. So I think that, uh, I mean, everybody had a personal, I'm sure some players that don't like to buy, but you know, it's a lot of us that do as far as like just to get away because we've been going so hard all the way from April, get a little break, then you go so hard in camp, and then you get this long, little, long haul. You do need a break in between. When the Eagles meet the Cowboys on Sunday night, they will see Des Bryant for the first time this season. Today we heard from Malcolm Jenkins and Byron Maxwell on the challenge that Bryant brings to the table. Obviously he has uh, other dimensions to him. Like they, they didn't get the ball like this this week, um, but it was going it was going at them. He seemed like he was healthy. So. Um, I saw bits and pieces of it, but I did go back and watch the tape um, this morning. Um, I don't, you know, he looked healthy. I mean, he's, he's playing fast, uh, I think. You know, Richard, he just went up against a really good corner, Richard Sherman, and, um, you know, Sherman did a good job. As for an injury update, every player was back at Eagles practice today, except for left tackle Jason Peters, who Chip Kelly said would sit out today, although we did see Peters warming up with the team. The good news is that linebacker Kiko Alonso appears on schedule to play on Sunday. You know, 
very because you know, obviously I've missed some time. It's never fun to, to, to miss time and you know watch your teammates go out there. But you know, I'm very anxious to be right That will wrap things up here from the Novacare Complex. Be sure to stay tuned for all the latest Eagles news right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thanks so much, Alex. Uh, Glenn, I, I need to talk about Jason Peters. I, I really consider him not the best player on the offense, but maybe the most valuable player on the offense right sure. now. And with Greg Hardy waiting on Sunday night, what do you want to see from Jason? What do you think you can see well, from Well, what Jason? I want to see from Jason Peters is I want to see Jason Peters playing in the first quarter what? and in the fourth quarter. What do I need from Jason Peters realistically? Greg Hardy's a terrific player and a great pass rusher. Uh, so he needs to, doesn't have to dominate because you're not going to, but kind of play that one even this week and that'll be okay. What impact has Peters and the in and out of the lineup had, do you think, on the offense? Well, I think it's hurt a lot. And part of the issue is because you don't know what you've got every week, right? So if you know going into the week, going into Sunday, you're not going to have it, you can play in a certain way. But Chip Kelly can't do that. So he's got him out there. And then in the middle of the first period, Jason Peters goes down. you got to scramble. That's a really hard thing for a team to do. Indeed. We're going to talk about the NFC East as it stands now. We're going to talk about fantasy football and your world in fantasy football as we get into the show here. But next up on Eagles 360, Glenn and I will talk about the Dallas Cowboys and the Eagles side by side. A first look at Sunday night's NFC East showdown. When you get away from smartphones and video games and tablets, it's amazing what you can really plug into. This season, shop the brands you love, plus thousands of items on sale now. Sports Authority, all things sporting good. The tournament is there. You're here. And before you take the team's star midfielder from here to there, along with his entourage, you have some things to do, like finding a place to stay, getting an oil change, mapping out the best route. Yes. Are we there yet? No. Roadside assistance? Not today, but always on call. So wherever your journey takes you, AAA helps you get there. So everyone's a winner. Start your journey at AAA.com. Spadero, Glenn Macnow, it's Eagles 360 on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. We come your way every Monday through Friday at 5 o'clock. Thanks so much for tuning in. And now we're going to take a look at the Eagles and the Cowboys. A little first look. We begin, of course, at the quarterback position, Glenn. And it's Sam Bradford on the Eagles side. We've talked a lot about him. Mm -hmm. How about this name? Matt Castle starting for the Cowboys, who just cannot win, knock on wood, without no, Tony Romo. They're 0-5 without Tony Romo, and they thought that Matt Castle would come in and be better than Brandon Whedon. He wasn't better than Brandon Whedon. He's got no pocket presence. He's got seems to have no awareness. He doesn't have that much of an arm. Uh, I know a couple of years ago he really dominated the Eagles in one start, but since he had the one good year in 08 with New England, since then his quarterback rating is 71.2, and Dave, since 2012, 21 touchdown passes, 
28 interceptions. He's just not good. So then the conventional theory would be that the Dallas Cowboys will try to do what Carolina did so successfully in the last game the Eagles played, and that is run the football on this Eagles defense. To do so, that means another big game from Darren McFadden, who played well on Sunday against Seattle. No Joseph Randall for Dallas, but they do have that big, powerful offensive line, and they will try to wear down the Eagles. So as we look at the running backs, it's McFadden and a little guy named DeMarco Murray making his return to Dallas. Yeah, well, that'll be fascinating to see, right? Um, DeMarco Murray's been kind of up and down. We haven't had the season from him that the Eagles expected to have. But you wonder, you hope, if going back to Dallas kind of sparks that. And then, of course, you always have the Ryan Matthews issue. How much is he going to play? How healthy is he? Is he going to get more than the average eight carries he's been having? I would love to see this be a game where the Eagles just run, run, run. 18 to 20 carries for Murray, 10 to 12 for um, Matthews. That, to to me, that, you're going to win that yeah, game. Yeah, to do that, you're sustaining drives. You're keeping the chains moving. You're keeping your offense on the field. Uh, the self-scouting during the week when Chip Kelly was asked about that on Tuesday said that what he noticed most of all was drops by the wide receivers. So let's talk about the wide receiver position for the Eagles. Nelson Aguilar back on the training field today for the Eagles. We'll see if he's ready to go on Sunday. Really the focus on Jordan Matthews, who's been productive in terms of his numbers. The stats are pretty good. The drops, not so good. And it's something that Matthews has been asked about every single day, just Drops upon drops upon drops. Uh, Glenn, I don't really have the answer other than to say maybe the wide receivers are trying to do too much. Maybe they're trying to do too much, and I know he's using the jugs gun every morning and but so you don't on. Catch I, passes but from a jugs machine. I, no, I was going to say it's not the same thing as you do in a game. I only can believe it's mental because the guy physically can catch passes. I know coming out of college, that was one of the little criticisms. We didn't see that as a problem last year, so. Yeah, I, there's no answer that anybody can give. I'm sure even the coaches, but he and Aguilar and Sproles, not a wide receiver, but a guy who's dropped a few balls, and all those guys, the tight ends, they just, you know, get a sneak in a little stick them. Yeah, and for the Dallas Cowboys, the return of Des Bryant presents a tantalizing matchup for the Eagles and a challenge for Bill Davis. What do you do in terms of matching up with Witten, Jason Witten, the tight end, Des Bryant, the wide receiver? You can't double both of them. How healthy is Des Bryant. He had two catches, 12 yards against Seattle, but he is going to be a threat on Sunday night. You can be sure that the Eagles will be tested down the field with Des. Matt Castle needs to find his big play wide receiver. Well, he does. So I guess what you do is you double Des. Would you put Malcolm Jenkins on Witten for the whole game? Does I, that seem a way to do it? Because I don't know a linebacker Ideally, can do as it. we transition to tight ends, I'm going to try to put Kiko Alonso on Jason Witten. That is the exact matchup that you want. Big body, long arms, can run, is big enough to handle Jason Witten's physical package. I mean, he's a big, strong tight end who catches passes and breaks tackles. If Kiko Alonso is able to play and he's healthy and he's ready to go, I expect to see Kiko Alonso not a wow. safety on Witten. I go safety. I expect a safety over the top against Des Bryant. Yeah, I understand. And that's the conventional way to do it and so on. I, I would love to think that Kiko Alonso is going to be healthy and is going to be ready and can play a uh, full game. I don't know if I'm Chip Kelly if I can scheme it that way, or Billy Davis if I can scheme it that way. 24 catches for Zach Ertz through seven games, not the number we expected. We expected it to be much higher. Zero touchdowns, 42 targets. When does Zach Ertz, Glenn, break out? Well, last year, the second half of the year, he was better. I mean, why not think that's going to be this year? I think that if you're, if you're Sam Bradford, 
Uh, given what your wide receivers are doing, you ought to just be trying to feel. Look, the Eagles' standard play is what a seven-yard pass, right? Quick. I'd, I'd be getting more of those to Zach Ertz right now. And that will certainly, as we say, help move the chains. Now the defenses match up pretty evenly. Two solid defenses. I think everybody kind of expects a low-scoring game here. The Cowboys getting reinforcements in the last couple of weeks. Greg Hardy back. Randy Gregory back. Orlando McLean at linebacker. The secondary without Orlando Scandrick continues to play well. What do you make of this Dallas scheme? I think Rod yeah, Marinelli is a really good Yeah, coach. I think Rod Marinelli is so much better than what they had there before with Monte Kiffin, and he's got them playing a much more ferocious game. When you get Greg Hardy in there for them, I mean, the insanity aside, I think <laughs> it adds a lot. But here's one thing that, to notice. Dallas defense only has four turnovers the entire season, three interceptions, one fumble. So, while they've done a good job and a much better job than Dallas had a couple of years ago, they're still not taking the ball away, and that could be a big factor this game. So that's your first look at the Eagles and the Cowboys, and my thoughts, at least early in the week, low-scoring game. You feel that way? Um, no. What's the over-under, 45? I, we don't get into that in the NFL, Glenn. You oh, know that. excuse me. How uh, dare you suggest uh, that? <laughs> I don't even look. Uh, I think it's going to be, you know, 20-ish, 20-ish. We'll talk about it on Thursday when you're back. When we return to Eagles 360, we're going to talk about the NFC East. That is, as we say every week, all jumbled together. Who's going to separate? When will the cream rise to the top? Well, we think the Eagles have a pretty good chance here with this four-game stretch. We're going to talk about it when Eagles 360 returns. My Jennings Power Reclining Sofa or Power Reclining Console Love Seat, only $6.99 each. Recline with the touch of a button. Supreme support with Bobopedic Memory Foam Seating. Your choice, only $6.99 each. Only at My Bob's Discount Furniture. Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest out. Apple, the Christie's lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. I got tickets, metro tickets. You need a metro ticket, talk to me, please. How do I even know these are real tickets? Yeah, you know, just touch it. How do I know is the, this leather legit? I mean, how do we really know? It looks good, right? Is the Metro paying you to do this? No, I'm paying myself. I gotta oh, make profit. That makes more sense. Does the baby need a Metro ticket? I'll give her one on me. These tickets, they're not stealing your soul. You can look at them. Man, nobody wants to buy tickets from a guy on the street. I don't understand. With Xfinity, stream your recordings anywhere or download them to your smartphone or tablet to watch when you're offline. Oh, now that would be nice. Let's take it on the train. Awesome. Or on a plane. This will work in a plane. You can even watch on the moon. <laughs> Call or click today. Travel with Philadelphia Eagles players and alumni on Apple Vacations Beach Blitz. Go to applevacations.com eagles for more information. We welcome you back. It's Dave Spadaro, Glenn Macnow. We're at the Novacare Complex on this Tuesday with another great day expected on Wednesday. So, Eagles getting ready for Sunday. Before we talk about the NFC East, let's take a look at the Eagles' upcoming schedule presented by NFL Ticket Exchange, powered by Ticketmaster. We're the only 100% verified way to buy or sell NFL tickets. Visit NFLTicketExchange.com. Well, here's the schedule. We've talked about it. At Dallas, home with Miami, home with Tampa, 
Happy Thanksgiving in Detroit. Mm -hmm. And then all very winnable games. Yeah. Uh, the Eagles will be favored in all of those games, although we don't look at that kind of thing. Here. No. Uh, but they, in my mind, they'll be favored in Thank all you. those games. Thanks for the distinction. If you beat Dallas, take two of the next three games, that would put them at six and five. In this division, six and five is going to be golden. Okay. I'm just taking it one game at a time here. Jeez. Uh, just one <laughs> game at a time. Time now to take a look at the NFC East. The NFC East is brought to you by our good friends at Bob's Discount Furniture. A look around the division, and it's not a particularly pretty picture. Now, with all due respect to the AFC South, I think if you lined up the NFC East that? versus the AFC South, the NFC East would kick some butt. Somebody's going to win that. And I'll say six and ten. And I'll and I'll say this again: 2011, the New York Giants won the division at nine and seven, and then went on to win the Super Bowl. So it's just a matter of getting in to the playoffs. Now, who gets into the playoffs by winning the division? Eagles, of course, but there are some other contenders. Washington believes it is a really good football team, Glenn. They're getting a little bit healthier. Deshaun Jackson back just in time to play the Patriots. Yeah, they're getting better. They're not particularly good at anything. They're 17th in the league in offense. They're 25th in the league in defense. Kirk Cousins didn't throw one away last week. Actually came back and led them back to a late victory. But... Even in this mediocre division, I think Washington still doesn't have what it takes, doesn't really have any standout players that are going to give them the opportunity to win the division. Washington at best 7-9. and nine. Okay. Then the New York Giants, who lost a shootout in New Orleans on Sunday. They get cornerback Prince Amukamura back in the lineup. Defensive end Jason Pierre-Paul expected to at least have a chance to play on Sunday. They desperately need a pass rush. They can't stop anybody on defense. And they've got a pretty tough schedule after this week. They play a good up-and-coming Tampa Bay team. Yeah, well, you covered a lot of it. Um, so here is their schedule. As you say, pretty good this week. But they still have on their schedule the Patriots, the Panthers, the Vikings, the Jets. Those are four teams that right now would go to the playoffs. Combined team, the record of the teams that they have left is a combined 32-21. and 21. So the Giants have the toughest schedule in the division, and it has not been a good year for Steve Spagnuolo, no. their defensive coordinator. I mean, he, he was supposed to go back, and everything was supposed to be better for him. But as you said, seven touchdowns to Drew Brees last year. We'll see. I wish the best for Jason Pierre-Paul on, on a personal level, but we'll see if he can play with, a, with you know, four-fifths of the hand. And the rest of the division plays Sunday night in Arlington, Texas, the Eagles and the Cowboys. That's your look around the NFC East, presented by Bob's Discount Furniture. When we return to Eagles 360, we take a look at the world of fantasy football, Alex Smith and Joe Dolan, our fantasy spin. Huh, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Yeah, everybody knows that. Well, did you know that playing cards with Kenny Rogers gets old pretty fast? You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away. Know when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. What? You get it. No I way. get the gist, yeah. yeah. Okay. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. The tournament is there. You're here. And before you take the team's star midfielder from here to there, along with his entourage, you have some things to do, like finding a place to stay, getting an oil change, mapping out the best route. Yes. Are we there yet? No. Roadside assistance? Not today, but always on call. So wherever your journey takes you, AAA helps you get there. So everyone's a winner. Start your journey at AAA.com. 
Dave Spadaro, Glenn Macnow, we welcome you back to Eagles 360. Time now to go to the world of fantasy football. Our fantasy spin, Alex Smith and Joe Dolan. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex Smith. Welcome back from the bye week, and welcome to another edition of Fantasy Spin presented by Bud Light. I am joined by Joe Dolan, the managing editor of FantasyGuru.com. Joe, the Eagles back in action with a big game this weekend in Dallas. Jordan Matthews has had a bit of a tough stretch recently with a little bit of a drop problem. How do you feel about Matthews heading into this weekend? I'm hoping he got his head kind of cleared out over the bye and was starting to just focus on getting back to basics. Now, I know the reports came out that he was dealing with a hand injury, and while some say, oh, it might have been healed, you know in football that nothing heals completely unless you get some rest. And I'm hoping he rested, got himself back in the right state of mind to play football. At this point, you have to just think Jordan Matthews is overworking himself. He's in his own head. And for somebody who has the work ethic that Jordan Matthews has, the work ethic that he is reputed for, I would think that Jordan Matthews is going to understand that he's just got to get himself back on the right track. He's been a disappointment thus far, especially in PPR leagues. However, I think he's got a shot to hold down number two value coming out of the bye as a wide receiver two in 12 team leagues. He starts that this week against Dallas. Joe, the Denver Broncos have been splitting their carries almost equally between their two running backs, but you like their running backs this weekend with their matchup against Indy. Well, Indy is just a disaster from top to bottom, and the Broncos, I got to admit, they were 6-0 and going into their bye. I didn't really view them as a contender because their offense had been so disappointing. That looked like one of the best teams in football on Sunday night against the Green Bay Packers, though, and a big reason for that was the run game. Heading into week eight, Ronnie Hillman and C.J. Anderson had combined for zero top 10 PPR finishes at the running back position. They each had one in week eight. C.J. Anderson looked a lot better than he has all year. We know he's been banged up. Ronnie Hillman showed some quickness to the edge. That's really his game. I think both of them are viable flex plays going forward, especially in a good matchup against Indianapolis. If you held on to C.J. Anderson, good for you. He's at least viable at this point. I want to see more before I trust him as more than a flex, but both of these guys are in flex consideration, especially in a heavy bye week here in week nine. Joe, it's kind of tough to pick guys to sit down, especially when so many teams are on their bye week. But James Jones on the Packers, though he's had a good year to this point, you might, you might sit him down this week. Well, he, had, he was actually one of my favorite sits last week as well. Ended up having one catch for two yards against the Broncos, which is far less than even I anticipated. But the fact of the matter is, this offense is not very good. I mean, they have Aaron Rodgers, but the receivers aren't getting open. Randall Cobb's been playing hurt. The offensive line's been up and down. The run game hasn't been strong because Eddie Lacy's been banged up, and then James Starks got banged up. The fact of the matter with James Jones is, he's earning a paycheck because he has great chemistry with Aaron Rodgers, but the guy can't get open on the perimeter. So he's a number three type of receiver. And with the Packers offense really struggling the way it has the last couple times we've seen them, he is probably a guy you have to convince to put yourself, put him into your lineup as opposed to the other way. Sticking in the NFC North, Chicago running back Matt Forte has a bit of an injured knee. So in that Chicago backfield, is there another sleeper that you're keeping your eye on? Yeah, it's Jeremy Langford. And look, he played every single snap for the Bears after Matt Forte left with the sprained knee last week. He's a guy I liked coming out of Michigan State. I actually thought he was a better prospect than Buck Allen, who the Baltimore Ravens drafted, who has gotten some snaps this year. He's a former college corner, former receiver who can really catch the ball. And while I would not anticipate Jeremy Langford to produce the way Matt Forte did as a runner, he's got the skills to produce as a guy who can catch four, five, six passes. If you have Matt Forte or 
Le'Veon Bell, of course, who got hurt this week. It's week nine. If you have a top waiver priority, if you have all of your fab budget left, this is the week to spend it. The fantasy season's almost over. There's about a month left until the playoffs. If you had Forte, if you had Le'Veon Bell, or if you didn't have these guys and you have a top waiver priority, go get one of these players because they're going to play. D'Angelo Williams for the rest of the year and Jeremy Langford, as we discussed, for at least the next week or two. And Joe, finally, give us a couple of other players that you're keeping an eye on this weekend. Well, I'm watching Vernon Davis now with the Denver Broncos. Uh, I really am not excited about him for fantasy because they have two other guys in Owen Daniels and Virgil Green who made some plays last week, but they're clearly acquiring Vernon Davis to become a red zone threat. Uh, just two years ago, he scored 13 touchdowns with the San Francisco 49ers. I think they're going to install in Denver a couple red zone packages for Vernon Davis, and I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up scoring a touchdown this week in his Broncos debut. And I'm also keeping an eye in general on the San Francisco 49ers. Now they've benched Colin Kaepernick. They have Blaine Gabbard out there. Carlos Hyde is injured. Reggie Bush is injured. This is an absolute disaster right now. They might have to field one of the worst offenses I have ever seen this week. I'm watching them out of sheer morbid curiosity, but I am not interested in this team for fantasy in any way whatsoever. Great stuff, as always. Our thanks to Joe Dolan the managing editor of FantasyGuru.com. Be sure to follow Joe on Twitter at FG underscore Dolan and listen to him on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. That will wrap things up for this week's edition of Fantasy Spin presented by Bud Light. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Joe. We've got one more segment to go on Eagles 360. Glenn and I are going to start talking about the Cowboys we hate. We'll see you in a moment. I never go anywhere without my Bob of Heating. Roger that, Eagle One. I step to Philly. I step to Philly. The bus. The trolley. The train. Jefferson Station. Airport line. 69th Street. Broad Street. To the game. Paoli. Sharon Hill. Chestnut Hill. Regional Rail. I step to Philly. The Broad Street line on game days. A la bodega. To the movies. To my parkway. Spring Garden. Late night. West Philly. South Philly. North Philly! Carbs to compete. Electrolytes to replenish. Everything you need to keep sweating. With Xfinity, stream your recordings anywhere. Or download them to your smartphone or tablet to watch when you're offline. Oh, now it'd be nice. Let's take it on the train. Awesome. Or on a plane. This will work in a plane. You can even watch on the moon. <laughs> Call or click today. Eagles fans, score a touchdown of your own by downloading the new McDonald's app for some delicious deals on the download. Offers are updated weekly, and you can receive a free sandwich just for downloading the app. McDonald's, I'm loving it. We are talking Eagles and Cowboys. We welcome you back to Eagles 360. Dave Spadaro, Glenn Macnow, and we're going to provide a bonus segment during the week of the Cowboys, the five Cowboys that we despise the most. 
So what we're going to do now is Don't show think you I can keep it to five. the ones who are not on the list. The All names right. include? Here's my runners-up, Dave. Yep. Jerry Jones. I couldn't put Jerry Jones on the list because he's the owner, but boy, he deserves to be there. Currently, you'd go Des Bryant, right? Um, Hollywood Henderson. Old school. Leroy Jordan, who started this thing by breaking Timmy Brown's face. Uh, I put Emmett there. I know you respect Emmett. Took I do. I like off. Emmett. But, but I, he was top. A he was, preener. He was a great Come player. Come on. Too tall Jones. I always hated that Billy Bates, that special teams guy. You mean you yeah, oh, you have to love Billy Bates. No, I don't. You I don't. do not. I thought the Eagles got a, a an Ed Tussall Jones clone. No. In the draft. Uh, Way that, back the Ray Rhodes draft. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I remember that one. Uh, Pac-Man Jones wasn't there very <laughs> long, but Jones? I'd put him there. All the I have Dennis Thurman. Thugs. Oh, Dennis Thurman, Thurman sure. Harold Carmichael's consecutive game Yeah, streak. with another cheap shot. All the thugs and the criminals and the low lives and the bad guys that have accompanied Say that it, franchise Glenn. for so many years. I would root for the IRS before the Cowboys. I would root for the DMV before I would root for the Cowboys. And I can't just stand, and I know we'll talk about this, the people, the fungus among us who root for the Cowboys, you are bad people. And this week of all weeks, you should go and hang your head in shame. That's all I got. That's all, that's all that is needed. Glenn Mack now, everybody. And we've got, we haven't even gotten to our list of the players and Just the people warmed up, folks. that we like the least, or in fact, hate from the Dallas Cowboys. Amoroso's on the menu segment. What's coming up on Eagles 360? We've got Eagles defensive coordinator Bill Davis in studio tomorrow. And that should be interesting to talk to him about a defense that has come a long, long way in the three years he's been here. And we're also going to talk with Joe DeCamera, some of the great moments, Eagles, Cowboys, history. So, um, got a lot to get to Good here. stuff. Yeah, Eagles, Cowboys, it's the week, it's the fun week. It's a bit of a revenge factor, right? Eagles lose week two, time to win here in this pivotal Sunday game. For Glenn Macnow, I'm Dave Spadaro. We thank you for joining us on Eagles 360. Have yourselves a great Eagles day.